This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to Not Over It. I'm Becky Kirsch. And I'm Zareen Siddiqui. And this week we're talking about a story that is still sort of developing because it's the backlash against Dave Chappelle's latest Netflix special. There is a lot of controversy here, a lot to break down. It's had a pretty big effect on Netflix and also has re-sparked a lot of conversations about cancel culture in general. Our favorite topic. Or this is something that I'll never understand, so I'm excited to get into this episode. You'll never understand cancel culture? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see if we can shed some light on that. But first, <laughs> what's your not over it? Um, my not over it this week uh, is thanks to, unfortunately, an interview that Kate Beckinsale did with uh, Howard Stern, where she has, I guess, allegedly a very high IQ of 152, but she claims that it's been a handicap to her career, to which like, hmm. you have to insert the sure Jan <laughs> Brady Bunch clip. Sure, Jan. But she's like outsmarting the other actors? I don't, like the thing with, I don't understand how the, having a high IQ could hurt any career. And, but like, I don't know if she's like, I'm so pretty, I should have been more dumb. Like, I don't know what, w- like what angle she's going for. Like, obviously Kate Beckinsale is like more beautiful than most people in this world, but I personally, like, besides the vampire movies that she's done, which I can't even remember the name of, I don't know much of her body of work. So if anything, like, her handicap might be, like, her But you agent, don't even know that team. body of work. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think a handicap could be her agent, her team, but I don't think it's the high IQ. Does she not explain how she just, like, throws that comment away and doesn't explain why? I didn't. I can't listen to Howard Stern interviews. I just, I read this. Um, you're the problem, Zareen, with cancel culture. You're just reading the headlines. <laughs> you're not finding the news for yourself. She just she said that it wasn't like helpful in her like career development, which I'm like, how? How can being smart is hurting you? Well, I could see how maybe it hasn't been helpful. It, yeah, I mean, but it's not. Know. But it's not a handicap. Like then, maybe we need to revisit like the word here. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. It's also like, probably offensive that she called it a handicap. Yeah, that's also <laughs> underworld. Underworld. I kept to say blade, but it was underworld. That's not Zombieland, huh? Who's in Zombie? That's something else. Completely. Sure isn't. That, that's <laughs> okay. Zombieland. That doesn't have anything to do with vampires. No, it's zombies okay. because that's why they called it Zombieland. Well, I don't know. It, for some reason, I keep associating Zombieland with something with vampires. Even I though thought, I also like, thought Underworld was was werewolves. 
Isn't that Van Helsing? Okay, no. I thought Van Helsing <laughs> okay, was... Oh, my God. Whatever. This is an we're upsetting conversation. This web Serena. is getting First too of all, no. messy. Have, What's your not wow. over it? We have to move on. I don't know. I, I can't. Van Helsing. I don't know. You're like, isn't that Twilight? <laughs> Never like, are Twilight. Twilight and The Walking Dead not in the same universe? I do know that The Walking Dead is a show because I watched the first three seasons of it. But do you know if it's about vampires, werewolves, or zombies? Just zombies. Are you the sure? Walking Dead, right? I don't know what Van Helsing is about. I've never seen that. Is that Hugh Jackman in Van Helsing? No. Cardi B and Penn Badgley <laughs> was my not over it for the week. I can't I can't continue this conversation. Cardi B and Penn Badgley. Penn Badgley is back in the news, back in the back in the stratosphere because the third season of You recently came out. But this uh, friendship, if you want to call it, mutual appreciation between Cardi B and Ben, Cardi B and Penn, not Ben, Cardi B and Penn Badgley was sparked by an interview that Penn Badgley did that's from 2019, but it feels like it should be older because he's promoting a season of You so old that Shay Mitchell was doing the interview with him. And oh, God. if you've seen You, you know, Shay Mitchell <laughs> does not make it very far. No, she does not. <laughs> Rest in peace, Peach. But, um, Cardi B saw this clip making the rounds, retweeted it. Oh, first of all, I should I should specify that the clip is talking about social media and Penn was praising Cardi B for having an authentic relationship with social media and just enjoying her antics and feeling like that. she's very authentic. Yeah, Cardi B is a great example of that. She has such an authentic relationship. She retweeted with OMFG, all capitals, one million letters of all of those. He knows me, a million more emojis. OMG, yo, like I'm famous, famous. <laughs> Depend badly. <laughs> I think like by, I mean, Cardi B is definitely way more famous than Penn Badgley. Well, that's, that's why it's amazing. <laughs> that is why it's amazing. It's also just funny of all the like people to freak out about. It's like, hasn't she met Beyonce? To be like this person. And it's and I think it was genuine. I mean, I don't think she genuinely didn't feel famous until this point, but I think she was genuinely very excited to see. I love it. Penn Badgley tweeting or talking about her. And then he responded with just I dash which is like exactly the correct response. <laughs> yes. And then they double down by changing their profile pictures on Twitter to pictures of each other. So currently at this recording time, I am Cardi B to her 19.3 million followers is a picture of Joe Goldberg looking out the window. Clearly a stolen photo from somewhere. <laughs> yes. And Penn Badgley to his 474,000 followers is a picture of Cardi B. This is such a wholesome exchange. It's just, so wholesome I and random. And I love it. I hope we get more of it. No, I love it. It's the best. I, I also agree with him. Cardi B on Twitter is just fun on all social media, I guess. Well, moving on to something less wholesome. <laughs> if you've been on the internet lately, uh, you've definitely at least come across an article or two about the recent controversy over David Chappelle's new stand-up special and, you know, the whole Netflix saga. So the spark notes essentially here is that his most recent special, The Closer, which came out on October 5th, um, Chappelle is reacting to criticism that he was, quote, punching down when making jokes about the trans community. And punching down just means, you know, you crossed the line um, in your bit. And he 
doubles down on it and expressed solidarity with, you know, Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling, which is just a very confusing place to go. Um, and she's obviously been condemned repeatedly for expressing transphobic rhetoric and I think for a while now. And she's she's also doubled down on that. Um, and he says, you know, like, I agree in this special. He basically notes that he feels gender is fact. Every human being in this room, every human being on Earth had to pass through the legs of a woman to be on Earth. That is a fact. I mean, first of all, that's not a fact. What if you're born via C-section? Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. No. Yeah, that's how I came into this world. So that's obviously right there negated. That's fact. Well, we've known you. We've known you're not a human for quite some time. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> well, we should say that this is his sixth Netflix special. So he has a longstanding relationship with Netflix and a longstanding relationship with controversy. Yes. And specifically when he's responding to the criticism, the criticism is from his 2019 Netflix special, Sticks and Stones, and that's where he also made a lot of transphobic comments. And as you said, he, I mean, he announces like, I'm here to respond to these, com- this backlash that I got this time. Right. And then he just kind of, takes it a step further and after he talks about cancellation and the cancellation of jk rowling he says that he is team turf which stands for trans exclusionary radical feminist and i think that amongst other things is a huge sticking point for why people are upset about this because straight up that is transphobic language yeah there's not a lot of like gray area here to like misinterpret something when you're using that word so i think where people are there's a side of it where folks are you know like you have to watch the whole special he makes certain points which he may very well do and you might feel that way but at the end of the day he did identify himself with this term which is transphobic and there's no gray area in that at all no and he says he's not punching down but in my opinion, punching down is like when you're making a joke at the expense of someone else. And I do feel like because he is also a minority doesn't mean he's in not capable of punching down. I mean, I think that works both ways. And I Absolutely. think it's it's it, it is very complicated and layered to get into who like if you're thinking about who's punching down, who's punching up, like where the um hierarchy lands and at the end of the day dave Chappelle is not a member of the transgender community so right because of that he is not an authority on whether that's considered punching down or not no and and that's, that's how i feel about it absolutely and you know obviously many transgender folks found a lot of his remarks in the special regarding their community offensive of course um including a lot of the staff at Netflix, uh, the company itself has defended this special and cited reasons, including, you know, the company's commitment to art- artistic freedom. The CEO sent out an email um, basically giving guidance on sort of how to handle disgruntled employees and I guess used 13 Reasons Why and Cuties and examples of like my unorthodox life. Using other TV shows as examples of, you know, Netflix continues to sort of like push the boundaries and blah, blah, blah. But I think there's a difference in 
um, fictional series <laughs> being yes. compared to – I'm not – 13 Reasons Why and Dave Chappelle's specials are not in the same category for me. I don't know if they are for the Netflix CEO, but um, – I think you're comparing apples to oranges here, and that's like a confusing stance to take. There's a difference between artistic freedom, and then they think when you, when someone's using language that is harmful to a community, you have to listen. That's it. Well, I mean, it's also just different. <laughs> you think specifically about 13 Reasons Why, like, yes, it, is it horrible to think that a, a TV show or piece of art could then inspire? teenagers or or people to harm themselves like yes that's horrible to think about is that the same as giving someone 20 million dollars who has a huge platform to speak their mind on, on certain things to an audience of however many like it's just not the same it's what you, what you just said like this is basically whether or not dave Chappelle is an ally feels this way he is still speaking to a huge audience as authentically himself. Right. So whether or not he really believes this thing, like people hear what they want to hear and it's dangerous just to put that out there. And I think that's just part of why people are upset. But like, again, it's very layered. A big part of his argument was about is the trans community punching down to the black community? And I think like it's neither one of us are part of either one of these communities. So we are not authorities to, to speak on this, but part of um, the complexity in my opinion is exemplified by um, a writer, a writer producer from the Netflix series, dear white people who is a trans woman, Jacqueline Moore came forward and tweeted I told the story of my transition for Netflix and mo- and at most Pride Week. It's a network that's been my home on Dear White People. I've loved working there. I will not work with them as long as they continue to put out and profit from blatantly and dangerously transphobic content. But then she also got a lot of backlash for being a white trans woman who is then coming out against a black comedian, but also as a white trans woman who writes for... Um, a black ensemble comedy so it's like it's layers on layers of complexity and at the end of the day there is no clear answer of what's right or what's wrong well i think the point here is that if the if this community is saying that these words were harmful to them and they are triggered by them at the end of the day Netflix has to accept that. We have to accept that as a society. I don't get to decide for a transgender person what word is triggering to them and what they should let go of. That's an unfair place to be. Um, And I think that's what, you know, a large part of those protests outside of Netflix um, were happening, which was organized by Ashley Preston, who is a trans activist. Um, And she stated, if your satire is punching down, you are being a bully. Um, And in a list of demands... That was sent to the Netflix, you know, higher ups. Basically, they want to add a more trans folks in leadership positions, of course, um, and, you know, getting more of that community within, you know, talent and writing and, and all of that. But also they wanted a disclaimer. So before transphobic titles that specifically flag transphobic language, misogyny, homophobia, hate speech, like should be required, which you know, you brought up when you turn on the Bo Burnham special, there is, it's a comedy special, but there is a disclaimer of like suicide. Yeah. There's a trigger warning. So at the, at the beginning. I don't think they're asking for that much here. If it's, 
adding a disclaimer, I think that's valid. I don't. That that's a yeah, good. They way. also added. I mean, the Bo Burnham thing. It literally just said, it actually is like a TV MA, and then it just says suicide. So I guess it's not technically a trigger warning. But they did add a full. Not only did they add a full trigger warning to Thirteen Reasons Why, but they also ended up editing down the scene where spoiler alert: someone kills himself. It wouldn't be that hard to add that a flag on this. No, and I think in his special, he kind of, you know while he's trying to make a point of how he is an, actually an ally and he's trying to understand where this community is coming from, he's, like, listening to the criticisms yet, like, not really hearing them. It seems like he brings up other celebrities that have been involved in controversies or cancellations. He, you know, mentions where... He, you know, in the special, he's like, I heard I was getting canceled on Twitter and I don't really give a fuck because Twitter's not a real place. And that's fine. Like, I think there's just other instances of him kind of not defending, but it feels like, you know, him kind of making a point that like Kevin Hart's career (laughs) was hijacked from him because of the like a cancellation. To me, that's not what's happening with Dave Chappelle. I don't think he's being canceled. I think people are just asking him to like stop and listen and like maybe not use certain words is what's being asked. Right. Well, and I, I it's interesting because I don't even know if, you know, we, we're calling for the cancellation of Dave Chappelle right. right now because it's not even about that. It really at this point feels like it's very much about Netflix and its employees and them forcing them to reckon with what they're doing here. Also, interestingly, it's coming at a time where Netflix is getting so much attention for Squid Game that I'm sure Netflix is like, oh, no, like, go back, like, watch Squid Game. Like, <laughs> But on the other hand, I'm sure so many more people are watching this special because it's getting all this attention. But I feel like in some ways, Dave Chappelle is daring society to cancel him with this special. He's like, this is my last one for, for Netflix for now or for whoever knows how long. And he talks about how he's perfectly fine with going away for a while, partially because he can afford to do that. He doesn't say that, but like, yeah, we talked about the Me Too movement. He's like, everyone has to back away like I did. And, I, and it's like, OK, but you're rich. And like, OK, <laughs> Kevin Hart, your dream of hosting the Oscars was dashed. Like, Kevin Hart's fine. No, Kevin Hart. I don't is, think his, li- his life is over. Yeah. I think um, but cancel culture in and of itself. Is it almost feels like. <laughs> an urban legend like it's a buzzword like it's more just about trying to cancel people than when you try to come up with the list of people who are actually canceled it's hard to it's hard to do and is that because they've been canceled for so long that we forgot about them or because people aren't actually canceled unless they're in jail harvey weinstein so why don't we take a break and then when we come back we'll talk a little bit more about it Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little 
or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, so what does being canceled even mean? You know, in, in some weird way, we've accepted this like bizarro tiered system of quote unquote canceling celebrities. And most of the time, it's not even real. Like you read articles about ex-celeb is now canceled, but are they really or are they just in the midst of a controversy? They just disappear long enough until we forget about it. I also find it funny when people just ask me, like, you know things. Is Chrissy Teigen canceled or is she not canceled? And (laughs) at the end of the day, honestly, it kind of depends on what you as a fan or consumer have decided about a person depending on who it is so the most obvious if you've committed a crime or a serious crime in some ways first of all society will cancel you as i said harvey weinstein's in jail he's canceled right like for obvious reasons he is a monster there is well-documented sexual assault he was convicted he is canceled by Hollywood in the sense that I don't think anyone would be caught dead working with Harvey Weinstein again. So he's canceled. Yeah. In that I don't expect to see him anymore. I don't expect him to doing any more work. And I think he will not be supported by most. Right. And he's that sort of follows the same thing with um, Bill Cosby. It's like year you've been in jail you're now out of jail but you're still not someone that people are willing to accept back into their lives or work with it's very obvious you've done something super fucked up and you are not allowed back in no and that being said bill cosby still has plenty of fans and people who will defend him so he's not canceled to those people i mean harvey weinstein and bill cosby also both have age in common so they've sort of aged out of working anyway i mean bill cosby is isn't he like legally blind and I don't really know how much he could be giving to us, but I don't know. Someone like Kevin Spacey, who also, I mean, also all three of these men were starting with the sexual assault allegations, which other than killing someone is pretty much, is pretty bad. And when it comes to canceling, right, that's, yeah, like, that's high on the list. Well, that I think just qualifies just Robert Durst is just in that category. And outside of that, you're like, then you fall down to this category of. You hurt people tremendously, but you did not kill them. Right. And Kevin Spacey also has allegations against him, has tried to return. I mean, he was immediately fired from a movie he was working on, All the Money in the World. Like, he was replaced by Christopher Plummer immediately. He was notoriously fired from the show that he headlined and, you know, launched Netflix in some ways, which was... that's crazy. House of Cards. House of Cards. I, um, I did. I really love that show. And now it's like forever tainted for me. And you hear rumors about him maybe making a movie overseas. He'll put out some like YouTube videos, but he is not a person who I see really coming back in a huge way. No, I think his time is done in terms of like folks who are willing to work with him or put money behind a project that he's on. I don't see that happening. Um, I feel like. More recently, it's become more apparent that folks are finally 
just refusing to work with Woody Allen, but for a long time, he seemingly was not really cancelable, it felt like. Where there was, yeah, like, all well, of these... Oh, sorry. sorry. I was going to say, there's just all of these, like, gross allegations against him, and yet it was sort of like he was untouchable for some reason. Right, and well, this is where I think it gets sort of cuspy with what does cancel culture mean, because on the one hand... In my opinion, it's like if no one wants to work with you, then no one wants to work with you. So you're canceled, but you weren't canceled by society. On the other hand, a lot of times people don't want to work with people who are even attached to an unsavory allegation story. Woody Allen's goes back generations. But when you think about someone like Army Hammer, I'm sure there are people that believe that Army Hammer is getting more of a raw deal than he deserves for having allegations against him and immediately being dropped by his management, by his agent and all of that, because they don't want to be associated with that because that doesn't sell tickets. But so it's sort of like a chicken and egg thing. Right. But also there's like a level to it where I'm like, okay, army hammer is like a rich kid that was like, daddy, I want to act (laughs) like, okay, (laughs) you're really pretty. You can be in movies. And that's sort of like what launched his career. And I think he's going to be just fine. I think Army Hammer will eventually be back. I don't see. Do him. you think Jesse Smollett will ever be? Back? <laughs> I don't even know how to categorize like what level he. No, I think what he did was so deranged and and it, it was like one of those things where people were like, "Wow, we were like really on your side." There was like so many people like speaking out, you know, for him and like feeling so bad about this incident, but he. His crime was that he reported a crime that didn't happen. So that in itself is a crime. <laughs> he didn't just report it. He fabricated he, an like, entire hide. hate crime. You know, as Charles Barkley famously said, if you're going to commit a crime, don't write a check. Don't write a check. I think that is important advice to follow for forever. So, you know, thank you, Charles Barkley. Okay, well, let's get into some of the people who are more in the middle of the road. Louis C.K. was effectively canceled for uh, asking women if he could masturbate in front of them. Was he asking? Was he always asking? (laughs) It sounded like most of the time. I mean, I I wasn't there. I wasn't (laughs) in the room where it happened. So I can't say if he was asking or not. But it sounded like at least sometimes he asked or maybe sometimes he didn't. Either way, I think he is someone that strange and no it's disturbing it was disturbing behavior and he was a man in power that was like exercising that power in a way that he knew that was which was inappropriate um correct and i think he is one of those situations where you know he dropped in to the comedy cellar i believe like you know before the pandemic and in new york city and people were very upset because you know the Comedy Cellar is a place where, if you're unfamiliar, sometimes famous comedians drop in and you it's really fun and sometimes you're just, you know, at a comedy show and then all of a sudden you're seeing Jerry Seinfeld and it's amazing. And um, But I think when someone like Louis C.K. pops in after these allegations, Louis C.K. is an opt-in situation. He should never be dropping in on anyone. I think if you are a Louis C.K. fan and you are buying a ticket to go see him – that is your right to do that, but should he be allowed to drop in at the comedy cellar? No. So you feel like 
what are we calling that partially like do, like so he's, in this stage, he's I canceled he for was, me he's like he canceled was, for but me but he was canceled for a minute but i think like do we call that uncanceled like maybe i mean maybe cancel culture doesn't I think necessarily he, I think it's not necessarily now, a lifetime cancellation right i think he is now pro he's in a probationary period is what it feels like like but he's, he's canceled for you personally. Yeah, I there's enough comedians out there. I don't need to go. I'm good on Louis C.K. Like, and it sucks. I really right, you like don't want to give him your money. Yeah, no, no, I am not interested in that at all. But I think he is now in a yeah a probationary period, which I also feel like that's sort of where Chrissy Teigen is too. Even though I know her offense is not anywhere close to what he has. Well, I don't know. She was telling I mean, like a fifteen year old her, to kill herself. So I don't. I mean, because her. I mean, it's so hard. I mean, this is why it's so hard to categorize cancel culture in general, and and I don't really believe in comparing crimes notes or whatever it is yeah. because you can't bucket all these people together. But what's so different to me about Louis C.K. versus Chrissy Teigen, aside from the obvious offenses, is that Louis C.K.'s livelihood, which was also this is you know Dave Chappelle's argument, is performing. Like right. he has to provide this performance and you have to pay for it. Chrissy Teigen can do a lot of things behind the scenes. And so much of her work is through social media and her cookbooks and everything. So, but you know, there, like was a unless- minute, there was a minute where Target like pulled her cravings stuff um, from shelves and stuff. I, I don't think that's still the case. So yeah, but I mean, but in I a way quit. it hurt her. Brand. But I equate that with like Kendall Jenner and her Pepsi debacle. You know, you're like, this isn't a great look for you. Maybe you lost some followers. No, because but as then- much as I don't want to defend a Kardashian or Jenner ever, Kendall Jenner, I don't think went out of her way to physically or, you know, abuse. She wasn't like a- a texting or on social media abusing someone. Chrissy Teigen was okay, sending someone fair. messages like she was directly being a terrible person with no, you're right. intent. So, I don't, it's like, it's not really equatable to me. Like, to me, I really enjoy Chrissy Teigen's, like, band. I loved watching, like, her and John Legend. Now I'm just, like, I think one of those people that's been, like, overexposed with her. And I, those messages and her sort of, like, reaction and then sort of asking for sympathy after that made me just feel a little bit, like, grossed out. Or I'm like, yeah. yeah no, I mean, that's fair. I think my point, though, is that if your livelihood comes from social media and you have 30 million followers, unless 30 million people stop following you on Instagram, it's not going to greatly no, affect your livelihood. No. It's the same with like all these YouTubers who sometimes, you know, like Jeffree Star or like these YouTubers that do problematic stuff and then it seems like they're canceled and then they're like they lost 14 million followers, but then they still have 25 million followers. So like, doesn't it come out in the wash? Like yeah. Charlie D'Amelio was being rude to her chef and then it was like, oh my God, she lost some followers for like two weeks. <laughs> right. like, Do they still have that Hulu show? Right. Until your account is suspended. Yeah, it doesn't really yeah, matter. Or, or people then, are refusing to work with you forever. Well, that, so that is that like a Leah Michelle where she's like full is she fully canceled because it feels like no one really wants to work with her. All of this stuff came out, you know, during the summer about her being sort of abusive to her cat, like her coworkers on set. And Did you say she's abusive to her cat? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But mostly just her coworkers. Her cast. <laughs> her cast. Her co-cast, her coworkers. Um, and then unfortunately her idea of an apology was that like, I'm sorry if this offended you, instead of just like, 
no, no, that's not how you apologize. But the thing for me with Leah Michelle is uh, Leah Michelle was not in the prime of her career when all this backlash came out. So it's harder to gauge when it, you're not directly fired from the show Glee or whatever it is, because I think she was dropped by some ad partners, but she's putting out an album of lullabies. She had a baby. She still has a lot of followers on Instagram. I think if, you know, I just found it out the other day because I actually did unfollow Leah Michelle around this time, mostly because I wasn't sure why I was following her in the first place, but um, I unfollowed her and then was checking in to be like, are people still mad at Leah Michelle? And they're not. They're excited about her album of lullabies. Wow. That has to be a very specific group of people. Although they didn't hire her for the role of Fanny Bryce on Broadway. That role went to Beanie Feldstein. So who doesn't really know her that well? <laughs> but um, she very sweetly wrote on my uh, Instagram. I don't know the woman whatsoever. Whether or not she was in contention um, is up for debate. But she seems fine. I don't feel like her livelihood has been taken from her by cancellation. But no, I feel like I don't Demi- think she's not. So, she's not America's sweetheart, but I don't think she ever was. No. Lee Michelle's always been like kind of off to me. I don't know. I I wasn't like a Glee fan, so I don't really I've never understood the hype. I I was mostly indifferent about her. I think she would like pop up places and I would be like, oh, she her boyfriend's cute. I think people were more died. endeared endeared to her, um, unfortunately, when Corey Monty passed away for obvious reasons. Right. But um Yeah. But then there's like people that are seemingly hellbent on taking their own careers away, like Demi Lovato, who just can't help taking stances on like everything for some reason from Froyo to aliens. It's like you're becoming uh, unsavory to the palate at this point (laughs) for the, but I think, I think that's more of a a year overexposed and maybe a little annoying than we have to. So maybe that's not what cancellations It's like, Oh, this is now you're in overexposure territory. Is that what happened with Anne Hathaway? Remember there was like a moment where everyone decided they hated Anne Hathaway, but now we've, we love her again. I mean, that wasn't even can't. That wasn't even controversial. That was just kind of icky. Like, oh, you're annoying me. But yes, it's overexposure. This happens to celebrities all the time. We were talking about it recently with Jennifer Lawrence. How suddenly they go on these press tours and then they're everywhere for a while, and then we get tired of them because we feel like they're fake or we feel like they're doing a shtick. I should point out this only mostly happens with women. Although this yeah. is part of what happened with Chris Pratt for me, but he also has woven in some problematic things. With his Chris Pratt exposure is one that really makes me sad because I was a huge part. I am a huge Parks and Rec fan, and I loved him on that show, and I really loved him in a Marvel movie that I will never. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, yes. Um, and he just got weird, and he's someone I like unfollowed on Instagram, where I was like, "You are now canceled from my feed because you are weird." No, and he and- was a he was a combination of annoying, but also problematic but i think it's like these things where there's certain folks that we decide have been overexposed so we're done with them and then there's certain people where we just hang on to the one thing that they did and decide we're not allowing them back in is how it feels yeah and i don't justin bieber like it feels like justin bieber falls into the category of like people sort of like slap his wrist and they're like don't do that apologize for this and like he will And then everything's fine again. Well, I think we're at the point now where if your fan base is so great and your offense is deemed offensive, but this is, again, like the Kardashians are constantly being accused of cultural appropriation. Cardi B tweeted something 
that was racist against Asians over last summer, I think. It seems like if you Google any celebrity and problematic, you can find something right. not great that they've done. And I think it's better that we're not fully canceling them for... I mean, Justin Bieber is mostly just stupid in my mind, like the things no, that he's doing. Yeah. And I think that's part of it too, but... I think the biggest offense against Justin Bieber was when he had those sexual assault allegations last summer, which he swiftly shut down. And people were like, "Okay, we were choosing to believe you. We don't know what really happened there. Um, This is also why the person and you you know this about me that I really can't wait to see what happens with is Ansel Elgort, because he was accused of sexual assault in the summer of 2020. He responded to those allegations essentially by saying that he thought they were in a consensual relationship and he broke up with her in not the best way. But since then has scrubbed his entire entire social media, has not posted anything on Instagram or Twitter, but... He was also scrubbed from all the trailers of the movie that he was. He is, but he now has West Side Story coming out, which is a huge Steven Spielberg movie that's coming out this Christmas. And he is... I mean, he's the star of the movie. One of the stars, he's the leading man of the movie and they did their best to show him as little as possible. But I don't know how they're going to promote this movie with him. I don't know how the performance of this movie is going to affect his career. I'm guessing he'll be fine, but it's interesting to me that they have not really, that, that all this time has gone by and it's still not clear what's going to happen here. Well, that's how I also feel about James Franco, where he... Doesn't really do a lot of press for movies when he is working on them. And yet it's we still sort of like consume his content as a society, it feels like. I mean, he hasn't put out anything in a while. The last show that I watched of James Franco's was The Deuce, which was which was on HBO. And I remember the last season when they were doing the press for it, he was largely absent from all, all the yes, press. Yes, because work. a lot of those allegations, uh, the big allegations came out um, in the midst of that show being on. And I remember them deciding to do the final season because it was sort of like, is he going to continue doing this or not? And they did continue to go forward with it. But I think more has come out since then. And he, he has not really been seen since then. I think the last thing we really saw, I think the last thing I remember seeing him in was the disaster artist. Oh yeah, you're right. Maybe that is the last thing I saw. I think that's what's so hard to differentiate between this, like to me, cancel culture is like basically non-existent because it feels like collectively when we no longer want to consume, you know, projects by somebody or like opt in, it's like uh, like a Harvey Weinstein situation or a Kevin Spacey situation where they're just completely out of, the, of our lives because A, no one will work with them or B, they're in jail. Everyone else feels like they have this sort of like teetering scale that they can sort of come back from. And it really just depends on their fan base, whether people want to opt into it or not. I think part, I think we're kind of backing off from it too. Like remember when Kathy Griffin was canceled to me, that was the peak of cancel culture. She posted, did that photo shoot where she was holding up a very realistic looking severed head of Donald Trump. And it seemed like she was effectively shunned by the world. Yeah. Everybody collectively was like, Oh, maybe you took it too far. And then, like, for real was canceled, it felt like. But I don't know. I don't know if I think that would happen now, though. Like, I think people think cancel culture is worse than ever. But I feel like for celebrities, it's it's actually gone down. Yeah, I actually. Yeah, you're right. I feel like it has mellowed out. Like, I think. To me, a good example of cancel culture that has actually stuck with a person that's not in jail is 
Roseanne Barr. Yes, I would agree with that. I also forgot about her entirely. <laughs> she had a show named after and they continued on with the <laughs> show and renamed it. Yeah. She deserved that. She's a horrible person. Um, but it, but yeah, I feel like cancel culture is the strongest in um, like business society. Like the, this, the people who are named editor-in-chief, the people who are named CEO, the people whose problematic Halloween photos and tweets are resurfacing and are swiftly being fired from their positions of leadership. Those are the people who actually are being canceled and right. their Shun livelihood away. is effectively being taken away. And most of them don't have a money pit of millions of dollars to go home to. Yeah. SNL and other businesses is really like where you see cancel <laughs> culture really take place where they announce a cast and then someone comes out like, hey, this guy was racist. And they're like, and he's out. And He's essentially a nobody. So and that, yes, that's hurting livelihood. But like, do I think Justin Timberlake's going to put out a song and no one's ever going to listen to it? No, I think he's going to be fine, unfortunately. Justin Timberlake is like Justin Bieber to me. Yeah, there's like enough people there that will opt into him that it doesn't matter about the people that won't. And I think that's what it is. It's a balance of the opt in versus the opt out. (laughs) Like, maybe that's what it is. It's not even cancel culture anymore because... Do you remember at the beginning of Coachella? Um, beginning of Coachella, beginning of the pandemic, when people were like, "Vanessa Hudgens is canceled because she just wants to go to Coachella," and it was like, <laughs> "Did she say a stupid thing?" Yes. Do I think she's an idiot for saying that? Absolutely. Do I think she should never be able to work again? No. No, but if you're personally offended by her and you never want to consume her content again, you're that's allowed. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I mean, we haven't even gotten to R. Kelly, Ellen DeGeneres, but the truth of the matter is we will be here all night if we try to reminisce, debate every celebrity who, not even every celebrity who's been canceled, but every celebrity who's just done something shitty. Right. Like Shia LaBeouf. I I fought so hard for Shia LaBeouf for so many years, but I can't do it anymore. I would say I had to personally accept his cancellation. It's hard Um, when it's someone you like. It is hard. Okay, well, let's take a break. And when we come back, we will have our final thoughts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. My final thoughts are that cancel culture exists to each of us, I think, in our own universe, but there is no collective cancellations of anyone because someone out there is still listening to R. Kelly. So you mean there's everyone will still – I mean people are still staunchly supporting Michael Jackson. Right. Like I just think 
there's like things people do that are extreme that we're all like in line with where everybody's like, oh, like that was gross. You know, the Harvey Weinsteins, the Kevin Spacey's. But then there, Bill Cosby has supporters, to your point. So I think this era of cancel culture, maybe it held weight at a certain point, but I think now it's just, it, it go, it's like a te- it teeters back and forth now. People just- I think a lot of it, I think a lot of it too is if you accept the feedback, whether or not you agree with it you apologize or even just vow and try to do better and listen to what people are saying. Generally it works out okay for Kevin Hart and even for Ellen and for Chrissy Teigen, but it's the celebrities like JK Rowling and Roseanne Barr who continue to double down on their problematic behavior and your yeah. beliefs that have a hard time of coming back. But you know what? J.K. Rowling also, I, am I going to stop reading Harry Potter and loving Harry Potter? No, because I won't let J.K. Rowling, even though she gave Harry Potter to me, take it away from me. <laughs> I think a lot of people feel that way. It's tricky. It's hard to separate the art artist from the art. Yeah. I mean, I live in fear waking up. I'm going to wake up when I, you know... Drake is going to do something someday that is going to be, I won't be able to just turn the other cheek. And I'm he just probably wait. already has. He I has. mean, some of, he, it, of course, some he of has. It, some of it for me is psychological, though. Like, I can consume Harry Potter content, not think about J.K. Rowling, but like, it's hard for me to listen to Michael Jackson songs and not think about that HBO documentary. So, right. Therein lies the rub. And now we have arrived at the burning question. Zareen, are you ready for the burning question? Yes. Congratulations. No, Zareen. don't congratulate me. This isn't even, I, now I'm just doing it because I have to. Um, I'm gifting you a Netflix account. You don't have one already. Oh. But unfortunately, the only things you can watch on Netflix have to be trending in the top 10 today. Oh. Much like Dave Chappelle's special, The Closer, which is number 10. Amongst the top 10, I have narrowed it down to these. Oh, no. <laughs> God, I'm scared. <laughs> Which of these would you, like, you have to watch all of whatever series there okay. is. Okay. You have to watch one season, I guess. It's not fair to say all because some of them have more. You may watch one whole season of Squid Game. Okay. One whole season of Coco Melon, the feel-good kids music educational cartoon. Immediately, no. Or you may watch one season of Riverdale, but it has to be the most recent season. No, not it's the Squid first Games. Season. I choose Squid Games. I no, nothing will ever. I would choose any. I would even watch Coco Melon if I had to watch them all. I would watch Coco Melon before I was forced to watch Riverdale. That's how I feel about that. Um, and you know what? Final answer. In line with today's episode, DJ, play "Controversy" by Prince. Not Over It is hosted and produced by Becky Kirsch and Zareen Siddiqui. Our producer is Emily Feld. Our editor is John Ross. Our executive producers are Allison Noel and Lisa Sugar. Have something to share? Tell us the moments you're not over by emailing us at notoverit at popsugar.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>